0: Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. All right. Welcome to the Common Sense Show Reacts. I am
2: reacting today to another episode of Shark Tank. And these videos are slowly gaining more traction. It seems like you all are enjoying my reactions to this. And just so you know, I am coming from it. I am a uh, startup company executive. I'm a CEO of a startup Currently, I also run two other companies, so I am reacting from a couple of different angles, pure humor and also from uh, specifically a business educational standpoint. So we're gonna take a look at the pitches. I'm gonna try to give you what I believe the person is trying to say and communicate and what I think that the Sharks are actually thinking at the moment that the pitch is happening. Remember, I have not seen these videos yet you may doubt me, but I have not. Um, so basically what I do is I search for them on YouTube. I look at the, um, I look for the title of the video, and then I simply just save it to my bookmark until I'm ready to record like I'm doing right now. So I have not seen these in advance. I have not seen the pitches or the outcomes. So here we are. We're about to uh, take a look at uh, the, the episode Shark Tank Reacts to Nerd It Now. All right, here we go. Let's get ready.
1: Next up is a convenient solution to a common modern problem.
3: Hey Sharks, we're from Wilmington, Delaware and I'm Marquis Gideon. I'm Jonathan Hoxton. And I'm Jake Voorhees. And we're here asking for $150,000 in exchange for 20% of our company. (laughs)
2: All right, so they're asking for about seven hundred uh, thousand, roughly or so. Um, and just so you know, their presentation right now is it's it's endearing. They didn't say too much. They just they just introduce themselves. So let's see what happens. And, and this, this is where we started, Nerdy now.
3: now. Not a day goes by that you don't hear about it. Post-traumatic screen disorder—it's on the rise. It's an epidemic. And it's not like once you break
1: your device, you can fix it yourself. Nope, companies don't want to fix it for you. They want you to buy a new one. But
3: we're the Nerds, and we can fix anything. Here at Nerdy Now, we purchase, repair, and resell computers, phones, and tablets. See, we started out of my two-bedroom apartment.
2: So here's the thing. Normally, I don't really go for the kitschy type of things, but these guys are actually fairly entertaining. And while they're actually being entertaining, they're actually also being informative. So that is huge that they're actually giving information about what they do while they're being informative. That's a good mix. And the Sharks are clearly entertained.
3: Now I'm going to two storefronts and the motherboard. A mobile device repair ambulance. When you get
1: hurt, you call 911. When your device gets hurt, you call us. And don't forget about our remote kiosk where you can drop off a broken device and we'll fix it for you in six hours. Wait, same day?
3: Same day. You don't even have to talk to a human. You see, Sharks, we're doing everything to make this work. I mean, I even took my wife and my four-month-old.
2: Here's the thing, though. It can get a little long. They have... They are... They're, they were entertaining, and so like they are slowly kind of trending towards running a little too long in their presentation. They have got to get to questions soon. If they don't, I spell trouble, but let's see what happens.
3: Oh, Baby, I moved back in with my in-laws. Typical millennial, right? I left my engineering career behind for this. And I put $20,000 on my credit card. Man, we paid that <laughs> off already.
1: It's been a long four-year journey to get to today, Sharks, but we're ready for the next chapter with you. All right, let's so, see what well, happens. whether you
3: need to... Fix a computer. Or buy a tablet. Or your kids simply want to play baseball with your phone. Together we can nerd this. Or nerd that. Here right nerd, nerd It, it now. now.
1: Great <laughs> time. Nice. job.
4: Nice I wish up, guys. you guys
1: had more energy. That's nice. nice. <laughs>
4: well, tell us the... the uh the problem that you're solving is that it's hard to figure out where to go to
3: somebody charges me too much but i need to go to them what are you doing so right now there's a, a huge amount of problems that's going on sometimes people don't trust the people that you're actually going to right and a lot of times the price is just too high we offer free diagnostics and we make sure that you know that we know what we're doing all of the uh, work that we do is covered by our insurance
2: here's the problem these guys are they seem a little nervous now nervousness is to be expected, especially when you're coming up in like with the level of um, the sharks that are in this specific uh, pitch meeting. But if they get too nervous and they start skipping information, then it's going to get real intense real quickly. And I suspect that I don't think that they're really asking answering the specific question that Mr. Wonderful is actually. Looking for, but we'll see.
4: I have a lot of experience in this area because I have an 18 year old daughter who constantly breaks her screen. Yeah. <laughs> we end up going to the mall, those little kiosks, and spend
3: about 150 bucks to do it. So, are you improving upon that service? Yes. So what do you charge? So, right now, if you go to a kiosk, generally they charge about $130 per iPhone. That's true. Repair. I just had that done for my daughter's phone. for that same repair. That's good. And it comes wow. with a six month warranty. And we do all of the repairs in front of you. The ambulance comes to the person? It can.
2: Here's going to be one of the questions I'm predicting they're going to ask. They come to them. They're a mobile service. Someone else is going to the kiosk. They're paying $130 in that kiosk. Although the person's coming to them, um, they don't have to have liability insurance on the vehicle. They don't have to do repairs. So what happens if the, if the car breaks down, they don't have to go to them and waste gas. And then, of course, you have your label cost of going in there. So it's going to be interesting to see what their profit margins are based off of the fact that they have this mobile service. They're going to have to really drill down on what their cost are and make it make sense. Or this is going to go real ugly real quick.
3: It can. We have a brick and mortar store, too. How many of these vending machines do you have? So currently, this is a prototype that we just created. We okay. came up with this idea about three months ago, and we're working on a software right now.
1: So right now, we have a storefront. We have a mobile store, which is this ambulance. But we can't have the ambulance in multiple locations. So we see maybe eight repairs in a two-hour period. So this kiosk plus ambulance model actually allows us to
4: scale that. One ambulance can service as many as 10 kiosks. It's in a huge um, national business. It's basically like the Uber for screen repair where they have independent contractors. So there is no
1: national brand. That's actually the opportunity. No one has created a national brand where they actually trust it. They have these mall kiosks. Sure, you have Geeks. Uh, so if they... you're if
2: you're going to ask me whether or not I think they're going to get an offer, I have to kind of wait just a little longer to see what their numbers look like. And then I'll I'll give you my prediction. But I'll do it well before I think anyone comes in right now i suspect it's more like 65% that they'll get an offer 45% they won't but we'll see You
1: want to be a service provider for everything they'll do your home
2: here's the reason why they can serve those kiosks are really the critical factor because if it was about them going to people's homes that would be a, a problem but those kiosks if they can service if one ambulance can service 10 then they have leverage in as many devices as, as can fit into that kiosk that means that they could theoretically create a multiplier for their per hour revenue costs because they can get all those um, devices into the, into the kiosks. And that's where their real money comes into play. Let's see how much they made, though, over the last year.
1: Home appliance. They'll do whatever. So they don't have a niche market that they're actually Because the sales question is about to come up. Repair. That's what we're going to do. Tell me how many people are going to feel okay about putting their laptop or their iPad or whatever, their phone, into this refrigerator and just leaving it there.
3: So what we plan on doing is actually starting testing markets with the motherboard. The motherboard? The motherboard is our ambulance. The motherboard actually tests the market first. We go there and build the trust within the organization that we're partnering with as the host organization. And once people start feeling as if they can trust us, we then place a kiosk there. That's tough.
2: Okay, here's the problem. I have... I wonder if they're going to run up... With issues with security of the devices people's personal information possible theft Liability like let's let's see how where this goes
1: guys. Give me one hour
2: Sorry guys, I haven't figured out this ad thing, but I'll figure it out at some point, but for now you just have to Wait on me to figure it out
3: What was your history before this myself at 12 years old a teacher gave me a computer and when he gave me that computer, it changed my life. I ended up going to a high school where I became a Microsoft-certified systems engineer by 17 years old. Wow. I then went off to college, graduated with my degrees, then went to China for five years, where I started working <laughs> for an import export <laughs> company. I opened up a bar while I was running. In, in China? In, in China. Do yes. you China?
2: speak Chinese? Um, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, can I just tell you, I'm a
1: Microsoft-certified system engineer, and I also opened up a bar. So we are there. (laughs) What are the other two guys' histories? So my history is born and raised in Delaware, graduated from the University of Delaware. What was your degree? Finance. Yeah, I knew you were the financial guy. I also went to the University of Delaware. I have a civil engineering degree and left the engineering industry behind a few years ago. What do you want to do with the
3: 150000 so with the $150,000, what we're going to do is buying two more motherboards so that we can test the markets both in Philadelphia and Baltimore, we're going to buy 10 kiosks, as well as finish the development of the software.
4: So when you figure out where you put the motherboards, right, uh, how do you, how does that all work out? And then you send out an alert telling people this is where we're going to be today.
3: We join other food truck um, circuits. Smart. So where the food trucks go, we go. That's, that's how we got into oh, a lot of organizations. Interesting. That's and- interesting.
0: What are your sales? I don't think we heard.
1: Year-to-date, 74000 Sale forecasted this year to make about 250000
2: Okay. This is going to be a problem. I don't think it's high enough, their sales, based off of the amount of work that they need to do for logistics of this business. I think that it has potential and is interesting and it could probably generate a couple of $100,000 or a few hundred thousand dollars the question is, Is does this business have the ability to get to seven figures? And the answer is, I'm not sure it does based off of um, how many logistics are required to make this thing operate. Here's what I'll say. I want to predict who is going to be in and who is going to be out. If I were to predict right now who's going to be in and who's going to be out, it's going to be Damon, I think, would be in. I think Mark is going to have questions about it because of the uh, because of the deliverability of the service, how they deliver it. So I think he's going to be out. Mister Wonderful is going to be out, and I'm not sure. I don't know who that other gentleman is on the panel, but he has a connection with it from his daughter, so he may be in. So the two potentials are Damon and the guy who I don't know at the end.
4: What did you do last year? Last year was 157. I just want to try to help you out because I don't feel like. You've done a good enough job explaining the potential of a motherboard. How much revenue can one do?
3: Generally, for the ambulance right now, when we do a five-day period, it's about $30,000 a month. That's
1: good if you can do it. Hey, guys, look, this is a great business for you guys, right? I've been there. But it's still driven by proximity. you got to go where the people are at. And it's driven by your time. You have to have somebody physically doing that work. So it's hard to scale. I've been there. And so while it's a great business for you guys, cause you can just grind it and go and grow it and make more and more money that goes into your pocket. It's not really investable. So for those reasons, I'm out.
2: So it's right you know, about Mark. I
1: think that if you were like in a Kinkos, in a FedEx, in locations where you just need to be in people's faces. And then to me, the marketing angle is, we will fix your phone screen in 20 minutes. It's like pull up and go, right? If you can be in enough places where people can see that, of course I'd go to you. It's easy love your story think it's amazing you're brilliant so you'll go far but you're at an early stage
4: and i don't think i'm the right partner i'm out.
1: so far um, i'm guys two for i don't think this is two. investable i really don't i think there's nothing wrong with the business for you guys i three for three a big rollout strategy on trucks that had a really high return i have so not I seen this that, episode so. i'm sorry i'm out
3: I have a way that we're gonna scale this company. And if you don't believe in anything else, you best believe in us. We're taking this to the moon. We're not asking for you guys to work for us. And we don't necessarily wanna work for you. We want the money to work for everybody so that we can take you to the moon. You're our astronaut sharks. This is our everything. We're gonna take this to the moon.
2: Listen guys, I, I just don't personally think that you should take an investment in, Be very honest. I,
4: I love that when, when I'm sleeping, the register is still ringing, you know, fool's still selling at any minute of the day. I don't have to physically hire other people and do things like that. So I just don't think it's investable. So I'm out.
0: Ooh,
2: I struck out on Damon. I thought he might, if anybody, and that last guy at the end this
4: very clever, well-branded truck and are able to put it somewhere with no occupancy costs. And you're able to generate enough volume that you can charge and undercut your competition. That's a brilliant idea. My advice to you, Continue to scale. that. Save up the money to go ahead and buy a second truck. It's a smart model. There's an endless need to replace screens. So you're, you're on to something. I just we think you're here a little bit too early. So for that reason... We have a problem. We
1: have a problem. Ladies and gentlemen, we have problems. how about no Thank investors you didn't get a deal but just go out and prove us wrong so right, good, luck. Guys. Bye. good luck, guys. i
2: had i mentioned about their sales i wanted them this, to see say, i wanted to see better jail, sales from them keep going. and i Jay-yo, thought that was gonna be a problem Jay-yo. i told you about We're the scalability and leverage why take so here the we are to
1: then give away 20 to 30 more percent that's of crazy of what if they generate so some more sales so they could just build a it thing would be cool. it's gonna take him a year to save up the money to buy another one of those things and he just wanted to shortcut it nothing wrong with that just not really investable
0: Give me two scoops with some sprinkle, please. Vanilla or strawberry?
2: Yeah, that's a wrap. I mean, it is what it is. I think the lesson to learn on this presentation is is about testing the market before you come in there a little more. The, The problem with this is that not every business has to be... Every business has to be tested for viability, but not every business has. When you have a service-based business, you have to demonstrate significantly more sales because it's labor-intensive for to get a investors uh, to get an investor's um, notice. Unless you have significant lock on IP, like the intellectual property is super tight, or unless you have a really strong brand that's already. Got commitments from people bef- like your pre-cash, like you have these commitments before people have their their POs filled. So only two ways that you're gonna actually be able to get investment. So this is a good le- learning lesson for uh, you if you're trying to come out and get an investor in a service-based business like they had. Make sure you test it. Make sure that you have you own whatever IP that you that you're trying to leverage to go out into market. Like if they had a software with Subscription based members that were subscribed to the software, this may have had a different result and, but they don't, and they weren't, they weren't ready. They were just a little too early. So if you're in a service based business, make sure you test out your market and either be generating a whole bunch of revenue that it's hard to look away or have some kind of IP that you own, whether that be a patent um, that no one else has. Or the last thing is make sure you like your pre cash. You have POs, people waiting to buy it, and you have commitments from them. So that's the lessons I learned from this pitch. and That's what I want to share with you. Wasn't a bad pitch. I thought it started out very entertaining, but at the end of the day, the business right now, right now, it's just not investable. So thanks for watching, and don't forget. If you're not working on building your business, you're going to be go to work on building someone else's. I'm Micah. Until the next reaction video or the next actual video about something else, I'll talk to you later.